in Columbus doing some things. Hey, folks, guess what? We are live, and uh, let's start things off talking about the NFL. John, you have, no, uh, you have no audio, John. You have no audio? Really? Oh. Well, go ahead, because my audio's on. You don't. You're going in and out, so I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay, so let's start off with the NFL. Fish, were there any games you watched yesterday? John? No. No, I'll be real. I'm always real quick because people don't want to hear me talk. But this is number one in my cavalcade. Jacobs, Jacobs with running room right up the middle. Jacobs is on his way. The Raiders are going to win this game. Um, yeah, uh, two weeks in a row, the Raiders go into overtime, they get the ball with the, with the coin flip and they go right down the field and score. They put 568 yards. That's one. Number two, we are seeing the dethroning. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago of the old age quarterbacks. I think Rogers is done for the season. Rumor has, he's got some major rib problems right now. And Brady yesterday against the Browns. No. I mean, they might win that division out of default. And the third thing I saw was the San Francisco 49ers. I know they won 13 nothing, but the defense is now number one in the league. If they stay healthy on offense, here's my matchup for the NFC Championship game, Hardline and Mr. Daly. The Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. And talk me out of that. Right now, you can't. That's my Go for it, Hardline. What are your three takes? No, you know, I, I agree with uh, Fish. Uh, my three takes are uh, the Eagles are great, but Jalen Hurts can't keep running that way. I mean, he had a phenomenal night. Um, definitely, you know, lit the, lit the Packers up with his feet, did well throwing. But for the longevity of this guy being your franchise quarterback, you can't have a bunch of quarterback design runs the way that it is. You got to protect him. He can't just be in the open space that way. Uh, that's how great quarterbacks get hurt as Cam Newton. Uh, second, you know, I'll talk about the Thursday game. The Lions played the most complete game I've seen them play in quite some time. Uh, very, very good game against the Bills. Again, they didn't close, but defensively, that's the best that I've seen. And Amram St. Brown, uh, second year again, just lighten it up. I think that they've got a franchise wide receiver in that guy. Third, uh, Mike White might be the hero that Gotham needs. I mean, the Jets offense yesterday, granted, they were playing against the second string quarterback. But that was the best I've seen that offense move since, what, Joe Flacco in the first couple weeks of the season taking over. And Mike White, he's a young guy, uh, good against the cap for his contract. Maybe you keep him in there for the rest of the season and you and you sit Zach Wilson. I mean, you know, Garrett Wilson, everybody got off Ty Johnson. Maybe this is the way to go to lock up a playoff spot. I agree with you on that. I thought, uh, I thought Mike White was fabulous yesterday. He's had some ups and downs in his career. But – he was hitting passes. I mean, he was hitting touch passes. He was hitting power passes. Uh, and here's what's great about that team. The Jets team is a really good team. And he allowed them, without being fancy-dancy quarterback, he just did his job, and that's why the Jets won. So I, I, I agree with you. I, I, don't, I, I think he, he fills out the rest of the year. Uh, let me give you my three takeaways. Uh, first of all, Cincinnati Bengals, to me, were the most impressive yesterday. They didn't have Jamar Chase or Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, 
and Samaji Perine. My God, they stepped up. Now, maybe the Bengals are peaking too soon, but right now they're my choice for the Super Bowl. Uh, they were there last year. They learned something, and they may be back. I think they're really beginning to peak. Hopefully it's not too soon. The Jaguars come back yesterday, the last two minutes, um, and that two-point conversion, oh, my God, against the Ravens. That was so much fun. Trevor Lawrence was finally the quarterback the Jags thought he was going to be. It's too late for a playoff run for them. Uh, they still got the Titans, Cowboys, and Jets remaining. But still, it was kind of fun to see uh, to see Trevor Lawrence actually playing the way he's supposed to be playing. Uh, Browns beating Brady and the Bucks, and, and Fish, I agree with you. I I, I think the Bucks are about done. Um, I thought the Browns and Jacoby Brissett were really gutty yesterday. Uh, they gave Cleveland fans a great show. Um, I still think the Browns are done. They break into Sean Watson next week. I think that's going to be a disaster. Uh, they still have the Bengals, Ravens, Commanders on the schedule, so they're not going to do it. But, uh, Fish, I agree with you about uh, Brady and um, what's his name with the Packers? Drawing a blank on his name. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I think they're both done. I, I think what's going to happen with the Bucks is that the NFC South is going to come down to the final game and it's going to be the Bucks and the Falcons, and they're both going to be under 500. That's what I think is going to happen. All right. Hey, let's talk about who do we put a fork in. Tell us the team that we thought would make the playoffs and is now definitely out of it. What, what do you got, Fish? You know, I know Fish is not lost for words. Rams are defending Super Bowl champions. Oh, lost of words. They can't hear me? No, we can hear you. You're just Hello? breaking up a bit. That's all. Guys? Yep, yeah. I can hear you. I can. You're good. So are you guys breaking up. So I, I, I'm a, we're all breaking up. So there's so something going on. But the Rams. So I'll be quick. All right. Go ahead, Hardline. Packers. Uh, I thought, especially with as kind of weak as the division was, I thought they would run away with it. Not so much. Yeah, I got the Cardinals. I think they're a disaster on the field and off the field. There's way too much talent there. And someone has to go. It's either Kingsbury or Kyler. I'm not really certain who, but they got to go because they are done. All right, folks, hopefully you can hear us. Welcome to Daily Fish coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. I'm John Daly. He is Eric Fishneider. And we have the hard line with John Hardison from the Cost of Winning podcast and all of his betting advice as well. Questions or comments, email us at dailyfish1, the number one, dailyfish1 at gmail.com. All right, hopefully people can hear us. Let's go move on to the college football championships. The uh, conference championships are this week. Um, Let's discuss. Uh oh, fish is gone. Let's discuss how important or unimportant um, this may be. What are are you thinking? Any of them are going to be really important games for the national championship or hardline? And I know you're going to give us your bets later in the in the cast here. But uh, is there anything there that you kind of go, yeah, I really got to watch this one? Yeah. Uh, so the two that are the most important to me are TCU Kansas State and Michigan Purdue. And those two are the are the two games that I'm a little bit uh, leery about, especially because of how well TCU and Kansas State played each other a few weeks ago. Yeah. Fish, how about you? Can you hear us? Yeah. Wow, he's having problems. Yeah. But, you know, those those are the ones that are uh, – a little bit questionable. You know, there's there's a lot going on this weekend, especially here in Las Vegas, uh, Pac-12 championship game with the Utah Utes and USC. 
definitely going to be super crowded out here in Las Vegas because you got everybody coming down from Utah and everybody coming up from Southern Cal. So uh, you couldn't have asked for a better Pac-12 championship game, especially out here in the desert. And this is slowly, slowly this area becoming it was well, already dominated by football, but uh, a football mecca just with everything going on um, with the bowl games with the Pac-12 championship game. And then we're even starting to get more and more basketball tournaments as well. Yeah, actually, they just announced that the uh, Final Four is coming to Vegas in about four or five years or so. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, let me ask you this. Do, do you think the game being played in Vegas gives any um, upside to one team or the other? You know what? That's the I would probably say uh, probably Utah, as crazy as it is, just because you have so many people coming down from Utah they're in that southern area right there. You got people coming down from Salt Lake as well, from St. George. And you got some people um, in that little quarter that's coming down. Southern Cal, I mean, they could see anything that they want. I mean, you know, USC runs Southern Cal. Uh, I think it just gives them an easier excuse to come up to Vegas for a weekend and, you know, spend money and have fun. But I would probably say Utah because they travel extremely, extremely well. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I think I think Michigan has a chance of winning it all. Uh, I think they played so well against Ohio State. I thought uh, Harbaugh outcoached Ryan Day in that game. It wasn't even a close game. It really wasn't. Uh, I, I think they're going to beat Purdue, and then I think they can upset Georgia. I don't think Georgia's been tested. So I, I, I think I could see Michigan winning the national championship. I could see Harbaugh walking away with that. Uh, and you're right. The game I really want to see is Kansas State and TCU for the mm -hmm. Big 12 championship. Kansas State – I think is better than that nine and three record. They lost quarterback yeah. Adrian Martinez uh, earlier in the season. I thought this kid was a force. I really liked him. Go back to stop being a running quarterback. And that's what he was doing too much because he was a good running quarterback, but he was also a good throwing quarterback. Um, Will Howard has been impressive. I think filling in for him, uh, but TCU has Max Duggan to Quentin Johnston, that passing game. Oh my God, that's dominant. I, I think I think Quentin Johnson's going to be a first round pick in the NFL next year. That's how good he is. Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, and and that's the thing. Like if you go back to that game where TCU and Kansas State played, Kansas State was ahead most of that game going into yeah. the fourth quarter. And that's mm -hmm. the thing. If Kansas State finds a way to kind of close this out, we're talking about a different situation moving forward. With Michigan and Purdue, I think Michigan is going to beat Purdue. The problem that I have with Michigan is. Teams that they shouldn't let in, they tend to let in because they lose sight of focus. And if yeah. they take their eyes off of Purdue for a moment, Purdue can make this a lot closer of a game than what they want. Michigan's got to come out fast, aggressive, and go from there. Do I think if they match up with Georgia that they'll win? That's hard to say. What I will say is if they do play USC in the first round, two, uh, if, if, if USC goes to three, um, which is a possibility based off the TCU yeah. game. I think that's the game that they that they would hope for, and I think that's going to be a high back-and-forth game because as good as USC is on offense, defensively there's a lot of questions. Yep. Yep, I would agree. Do you, do you could, could you foresee a total upset weekend for the conference championships and we have something totally different than you and I are even talking about? Uh, I think for two of the spots. I think two of the spots are questionable. Uh, I think two are a lock, and, and we'll get to those two locks a little bit later on. But um, I will say this, watching C.J. Stroud play on Saturday, watching yep. Caleb Williams play, Blake Crum, uh, Quorum, I would say that I think that it's a runaway. Caleb Williams has won the Heisman Trophy this year. 
I, I think that he's won the games that he needed to. Uh, we talked about last week. I really had them beating Notre Dame where a lot of people thought I was crazy. Um, and he, you know, he went to work. He he put in, he beat him with his feet. He beat him with his arm. I've been saying this high praise, and I think he's going to go into the draft this year. I love, love, love Jordan Addison, the transfer from Pittsburgh. Um, what a great addition. Lincoln Riley was able to, to poach him from Pitt. And uh, if Travis Dye, I, I don't think, I think he'll come back next year, but if Travis Dye comes back, put him on your Heisman Trophy watch list for next season. Okay. Uh, I would agree that uh, Fish and I were on the phone earlier before we got a chance to talk to you. Uh, we both agreed that uh, Caleb Williams comes out. He comes out in the draft this year. Uh, why risk it? Because I, I think you're right. I think he wins the Heisman. Um, I think he has the chance in the NFL to be the next Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's got kind of his style. I think he's actually quicker than Mahomes. I think he's actually bigger and a better passer than Mahomes. Uh, I was really impressed with him in in, in that game. Uh, Here's uh, the craziest part, John, and I always tell people this too. Um, we talk about the ups and downs and the, and the ebbs and flows of USC, but realistically, and I'm, I'm saying Reggie still has his his Heisman. I know, you know, the committee says otherwise. Uh, in the last, what, 20 years, they've produced, what, four Heisman Trophy winners or, or three? That's impressive. That's a yep. very impressive feat that very few schools can, you know, hang their hat on with that. I think what them and maybe Oklahoma are the only two that could say that in the last 20, 25 years. I think a lot of it has to do with they have more wide open football than the Big Ten. The Big Ten is still kind of smash mouth, although that is changing from what we saw this weekend. Fish, can you hear us okay, buddy? He's there, but he's not hearing us. You're in. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, we can hear you now. Talk I about, can hear you. Uh, can you hear yeah, I got yep. it going. Talk about your take on the uh, bowl games coming up. I don't care. <laughs> no, nothing are you. Um, I, I care about Mike Texas. They beat Baylor. They went eight and four, and I'm, I'm hoping they come out to California to play in the Anaheim Bowl. Um, I didn't hear what you guys said, but I I can imagine that I'll, I'll make it quick. If Georgia, TCU, and Michigan win, they're in. It's the battle of the politics about. And I said this earlier in the season. USC played Rice and Fresno State in out of conference games and that's going to hurt them now have you done enough yes i didn't hear one thing you got to throw this in there okay caleb williams is the best quarterback i watch college football as much as i watch pro football he's got to come out he can't pull matt bark and go back for a senior season and risk getting a number one. that's all i got yep yep that's good no we hit we hit on that as well so you tied into it all right let's move to our nba trends what's going on since we haven't had a chance to talk about the nba season's about 25 percent over kind of uh hardline go ahead i'm going to start with you go ahead tell, tell us your your trends what you're seeing in the nba so far uh so the the biggest trend is the sacramento kings i mean that's a story that nobody expected right now they're sitting in the sixth seed if the playoffs were to start today granted there's a lot more basketball that's left um they've won you know, over what, 10, 10, 11 games right now. So if you took them to win over 35 and a half games, uh, you know, over under for the season total, you're a third of the way there pretty much, you know, they just got to keep things moving, keep it going. They got a good chance of, of making the playoffs this year. Uh, second, the Mavs are struggling right now. I mean, I know that, you know, Jason Kidd was a, was a highly sought after coach. I know, you know, everything that Luka Doncic does very well, but right now they're struggling. Uh, they got to find a way to get more consistent. I know, uh, they signed right now 
Kimba Walker to strengthen that backcourt and shooting. I know they went after Christian Woods in the offseason, but they've got to find a way to turn this around very quickly, um, especially before you get into the all-star break in the next couple months. And uh, I'll end with this. Golden State seems like they're finally finding their rhythm right now. I know a lot of people are kind of writing them off. Uh, but look, when you have a long season like they did last year that ended with them winning the, the NBA championship, sometimes you little have a little bit of a hangover. And it takes you a little bit of time to get everything going. And I know, you know, we started off the season with the Draymond Green incident. We're past that. Uh, you know, people starting to get their sea legs wet and Clay Thompson starting to come on. So, you know, don't write everybody off in the first first quarter of the season. Let it progress a little bit more. I hear you. Fish, what do you got? The West is loaded. The West is loaded. I never thought Denver would be as good as they are. So you got you got Phoenix. You got Golden State. Okay, uh, Sacramento. That hard line just brought up. Denver. I think the Lakers are going to leg straight. Nobody. So the, the West is loaded. I, right now, twenty games into the season, if, if I had to pick the winner of the NBA championship, it's going to come out of the West. Just like I would say, the AFC will probably have the winner in the uh, Super Bowl. All right, cool. Here's mine. I, the, to me, my Boston Celtics are the biggest surprise. Uh, Joe Mazzella, what a great job he's done filling in, stepping in after the preseason coaching debacle. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're like snipers. The role of the uh, of the different players on defense and, and uh, on offense, to me, the Celtics are just a solid team. Can they keep it up? I think they can. Uh, hard line, I agree with you. So Sacramento Kings are actually fun to watch. I mean, yeah. what a big surprise. Um <laughs> Uh, I think uh, Sabonis, uh, you know, he's got uh, Darren Fox in there. He's got Keegan Murray. Um, is it too early to say they're going to be in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I mean, you never know. Like you said, you know, quarter of the season's over and, you know, there's still a lot more to do. Um, I think Golden State's beginning to straighten things out. Steph Curry's still, he's fabulous, having another great year. Uh, Damon, Draymond Green, he's beginning, I think he's beginning to, come into his own there. Um, the problem I think the Warriors are having are the younger players, Jordan Poole. They're just not, they're not living up. I think they're beginning to, I think they'll come into their own. Um, but I, I, I do think the, I think the Warriors are going to have a good, uh, I think they're going to, they're going to pull it out and they'll be up there. Uh, I don't think they're going to win it, but I do think fish is right. I think somebody from the West is going to win it. All right. World cup soccer. You guys watching? Fish, yeah. how about you? Okay, go ahead, Howard Line. Well, no, I mean, what what a bunch of upsets that have happened. Um, so it, what, what a bunch of upsets that have happened. It's been great. Uh, watch seeing Portugal do well, seeing France do well, uh, the upset that Japan pulled. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better World Cup. I know there were a lot of issues kind of at the start of everything um, with the Budweiser and everything going on and, uh, and Cutter, but – you know, this is what you wait every four years for. I mean, it's almost an uh, open sea of anybody could win it all. Go ahead, Fish. 148 million people watched a part of Thanksgiving football. I have idiots that come in my bar and tell me that hockey, baseball, and basketball, if it's a seventh game that people watch. No one's, no one person, no, never as baseball have a seventh game that gets over half the nation watching it. doesn't happen. Basketball or hockey, soccer. I have people walking into Shucks Tavern there, Hardline. Ask Brian Torson at 4.30 in the morning, 15 of them put on Morocco and Tunisia. All right? It doesn't happen. 9% of the world's fucking punishing and I'm pissed off. If you don't like soccer, okay, but the world loves it. 
if we have to beat Iran because we might we might be out of it on Tuesday. But you're right. Okay, real quick. Morocco beat Brussels today. And there's absolute in Belgium right now yeah. with riots. I mean, they take it that yeah. seriously. Yeah. Yes, I'm watching like zero zero games like the rest of anybody like that you're in and out of that sport and yeah, I agree. I think it's a lot about the passion and about the country that you're that you're from. And, uh, you know, I watched the zero uh, zero game with uh, the UK and it was like, uh, you know, it was interesting, but I was interested because I thought, OK, there's a good chance we're going to have a, uh, you know, a big American moment. Uh, but at the same time, too, you know, I keep saying to people, you know, don't complain about baseball being slow. I mean, soccer's got a lot of slowness to it as well. And it's going to be the, you know, the passion that, that you want to watch your team. But uh uh, yeah, I saw those uh, riots in Belgium uh, that happened right after that. Man, that was that was kind of scary. There was some there was some wild stuff going on there. All right, and then tomorrow, of course, we got U.S. against Iran. All right, now it is time for, and hopefully your memes are going to be working, fish. So give us the famous fish memes from this week. John, you're a, you're a famous anchor in Las Vegas. You were on Channel 13 News for years. Everyone recognizes you. Did you ever do this on a break? This is the famous Peter. This comes up. <laughs> uh, we had some technical difficulties. Here. I need, oh. <laughs> Good for him. All right. I actually now, met Peter Jennings. <laughs> if 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 your parents give you if, if your parents give you a guitar, and you act like this, let don't let the kid keep playing. Come on, are you nuts? <laughs> That's ridiculous, right there. Take the guitar. And, and he doesn't want to play his guitar. Nice hair, though, on the kid. All right. I want you guys to look at this picture real quick and tell me who this is. The guy oh. with the package sitting there. He's playing flat. Look, oh, that is? That's Robert no. Plant from Led Zeppelin. No kidding. Flag football guy. Loved to play. Well, everybody played, played touch football. He loved to play football. And uh, now, uh, look. Say what you want about Thanksgiving, but did you? If anyone put these cupcakes on your table, look at the design of them. Hardline, would you eat these? <laughs> <laughs> I give it a hard pass. All right. Hard pass. Daly and I love baseball, and this is actually not Photoshop. This is an actual field that's somewhere um, in the Dominican Republic. Can you imagine playing baseball. Daily hitting a fly ball into that. Wow. Yeah. How yeah. cool is that? I, I got to think with I the mean, ocean there, the wind is coming in there, against that, the hitters. There should be there. a stadium. I mean, I look, I know. Yeah, well, exactly. But, you know, you had you had basic set up in San Francisco. Um, but that that's beautiful. And then let's go to the wall culture. This, is, this never happened. I think this is Mark Wahlberg. Take a look at this, guys. But look at this Calvin Klein ad from 19, I think it's 2002 and 2022. <laughs> <laughs> 1992. Wal- that is Wahlberg. Wahlberg. He looks different. He I don't know that girl is. That could be Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. She looks like. Uh, well, that's one, Wahlberg. One I don't know who the girl is. But look at that. Look at God. God bless you. Let me tell you something about the girl there in 2022. I'll bet you she knows her way around a sack better than the girl that that Wahlberg has because she's kind of like, you know what? You should be just happy to have me. That girl in 2022 hardline, 
She eats jambalaya. She's happy, baby. That's my meatball. All right, there we go. All right, folks, thanks for joining us here on Daily Fish. We talk sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between, just like you do. No woke, no extreme, no social justice cops here. You got a problem with us? Suck it up. You have a question? Drop them in an email to us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. All right, now it's time for our schmuck of the week along with who's got swag and our drink of the week. So fish who's been schmucky this week. Well, it's, it's, it's the, um, this icon ever comes up. I was, yeah, here you go. Um, it's a Christmas season. We go from Thanksgiving, you start decorating, right? So, I mean, you can be schmucky if you have these as your ornaments. Look at, look at ornament number one, hard line. Figure out what this is for our listening audience. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Sam's kind of bent over, and I don't want to think what that what he's looking at, you know. But uh, all right, now I have this on my tree. This next one, all right. This is great. Talk about grumpy. Check out this ornament right here. Come on! Wow! <laughs> Holy mackerel! Uh, big technical difficulties today, folks. You see That's it? all right. It was Santa, I, I think, it. has some technical difficulties too. Yep, yep, it's up. I guess Rudolph walked in. My computer's frozen, guys. So that's yeah, all right. You're up. You're up. Don't worry. Um, okay. Um, I can continue on. My computer just froze. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have. I'll probably be pulling out of here soon. They look okay. like Rudolph just walked in on them, having too much yeah. fun. Yeah, Santa looks like he's pulling out. Oh, there's Santa. Santa. Santa's on the can. <laughs> Trying to figure out who's naughty or nice for this season. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fish just took himself out there. All right. And uh, he's got, hopefully, I mean, he's got a really good, he was telling me he's got a good sweat. Okay. He's still, he's still working. Okay. Missile toned. Missile stone. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. One. That's great. I love that. So now that marijuana is legalized. Yeah. Cannabis, uh, so there you so, Yep. We got it. Yep. Wow. All right. Missile. Let's go, let's go to this one. Jingle balls. Jingle balls. <laughs> Look at that. Jingle balls. <laughs> and, this, and check out this one. If you're a fan of The Office, yep. I got another one too. There's Steve Carell. You put your finger through the ornament. And then, <laughs> last thing, this is true, guys. This is my last. This is the thing. This is the actual Jaguars mascot. No shit. Check this out, Hardline. This guy's what running around the, the field. This is that's the Jaguars mascot. He's got a thong on. I mean, wow. when Justin Tucker missed that sixty-seven yard field goal yesterday. He's bouncing up and down. You see his jump going up and down. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> All right, buddies. That's my schmucker. What? All righty. Here we go. All right. Who's got swag then this week? Uh, Fish, you got, uh, I know you got somebody, former football player who uh, came to the rescue. All right. Uh, it, I, I'm going to try and get a video up. I got a video. Z. Um, Terrell Owens, T.O. Now, the video you're going to see looks like he's getting into a fight outside of a CVS. But he actually walked into a CVS, and there was a guy in there heckling the workers and the people, pushing people around. He hit an old lady customer, and T.O. gets him outside. This comes up. This the guy. The guy tried to fight.
Oh, he dropped him. He dropped him with a backhand. <laughs> Good for T.O. Yeah, man. but that that's why he's my swag. Now, yeah. You, you know, you could look at that, and TMZ had a, had a good – they had some good exposition about it. But he went in there, and he's, when he saw that guy hit the lady, they just dragged him out. And then the guy said, F you, T.O., who do you think you are? Come on, you know, and boom, and he learned. Now the guy wants to sue T.O. Guess what? He's got no shot. Yep. All right. All right. That's our who's got the swag. Now we do our drink of the week so we can toast T.O., and what is our drink of the week? What are we sipping this week, Fish? We're sipping Jameson and ginger. Hi, lad. Um, I'm not a day drinker, so I have water. But if you're drinking Jameson and ginger, drink it. You know why? It's the only thing that's going to get you over a hangover when you have 25 people over your house for Thanksgiving. All right? <laughs> and one of your relatives walks in the bathroom, takes a dump, and walks out. And they don't wash their fucking hands, and you know you know, and everything that goes on. We watch a football game and they're talking to you during the game that you want to watch and asking you of two teams. No, you need Jameson and Ginger and a lot of it. Cheers. And cheers there to T.O. Way to go, T.O. You know, cheers. here we go. I mean, absolutely. You, you know what? All this about the hard line. I, you know that? You know, there's never a cop around when you need it. Well, there was a good starter who needed it. And I was. All right. Our uh, Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shuck's Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shuck's Tavern on North Durango and the northwest side of town. Where fish is overnight, you say Daily Fish Podcast, you get a free drink. Do it the next day, a free appetizer at Shuck's Tavern. Check out Shuck's Tavern on Facebook. And folks, again, this is Daily Fish. We are on Facebook at daily.fish.five. You can subscribe there. Also subscribe to us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Watch us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check out Daily Fish on YouTube as well as, as, well as Wingding TV. And we're also on Hey Vegas TV. Check out our post and our news updates. We're on Twitter and Facebook as well under Daily Fish. All right, as we promised, let's get to some of the bets from the Daily Fish Hardlines. Again, he is John Hardison. He has the podcast, The Cost of Winning, focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting. He's on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast. And Hardline, of course, is with us every week. And uh, Hardline, let's start out. We got uh, Monday Night Football coming up tonight. We got the Steelers at the Colts. Who are you going to take? Uh, you know what? Uh, I I'll take the Steelers. I'll take the Steelers this weekend to tonight coming up. Um, I like Jeff Saturday. I like what he's done the last two games, you know, holding the uh, holding the Eagles close uh, to one point game. And then when he did against the, the Raiders, but you know what? I like, um, I, I, I love George Pickens. I think that they've got themselves a great wide receiver over there uh, in Pittsburgh right now. And look, you know, Mike Tomlin, I, I think that he'll find a way to get his defense to rally. I think they'll do good. I think Najee Harris will do well. I think if you take the the ball out of Kenny Pickens' hands, I think that the Steelers got a good shot to win tonight. All righty. Cool. All right. Thursday night football coming up. Bills at Patriots. This uh, this, is, this is another good one for the uh, AFC East. What, what's your take on this one? You know what, before I get into it, uh, it, it's great for the AFC East, but somebody in the NFL, I mean, in the NFL league office, my goodness, 
help the Buffalo Bills. Will, will you guys flex this game? I mean, I feel bad for the Bills. They had to go to Detroit, what, two weeks ago to play the Browns because of the situation. Then they had to go turn back around and play Detroit on last Thursday. And now they got another Thursday night game. Like, at some point, you guys can flex games. You flexed out, uh, what was it, in the next couple weeks, the, the Sunday night game for Chargers-Chiefs. You can certainly do this to help them out a little bit. And I know they said the Patriots played last Thursday as well. But, you know, give them a break. But uh, if I got to choose a team out of these two, I'll go with the Patriots. And the only reason why is I have a lot of concern about Josh Allen's injury. He was mm-hmm. he was overthrowing some guys a little bit last Thursday. Uh, he wasn't as spot on as he normally is. Von Miller not being back because there's no timetable on him. You know, they're they're starting to get injured at the wrong time. And if if they aren't making the throws that they need to, the Patriots can sneak this game away from them. All right, good. Fish, go ahead. You can't flex out on. I agree with you, but you can't flex out a Thursday night game because it's just they don't. They, Sundays you can't because you can take a game from Sunday and put in that spot right. and put your spot down at one o'clock or something like that. But, um, Packers Bears. Is anyone really give a shit about this game? Doc going to play and Rodgers is going to play probably. <laughs> so I mean, what do you do with that it's, game? It's still one of their most highly sought after games. I mean, regardless of who's playing. You know, Chicago's a big market. Green Bay draws a lot of fans, even from the international market as well. Uh, There's a lot of questions. I don't know if Justin Fields is not going to play or not because of the separated shoulder. Maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't. Uh, I'm pretty much ruling Rodgers out for this. So it's basically Trevor Simeon versus Jordan Love. And look, Jordan Love didn't do a bad job when he came in the other night. I mean, you know, he did a pretty good job the other night. It gives the Packers a chance to see what they got in Jordan Love moving forward especially if Rodgers has a broken thumb the way that he's saying and bad ribs are you you know depending on the situation maybe they shut him down and if Jordan Love finds a way to win the next couple games does Rodgers come back if they can make a push for the playoffs I mean you you really don't know Green Bay's not down and out completely in this but uh I I still would take the Packers money line in this because someone's gonna win all right two teams that are uh coming in on on wins the Jets and the Vikings, what are you taking on that one? So uh, on this game, I like the over uh, over 44 only if Mike White plays or Joe Flacco. If uh, Zach Wilson gets his job back, I'm going under. I, I just don't think that he moves that offense the way that Mike White saw. I mean, it's the same team for the most part without Brees Hall. Um, we've seen the last couple of weeks with Zach Wilson at the helm, and the offense has sputtered. All they did was change, put in Mike White, Garrett Wilson's getting off. Ty Johnson's getting off. Conklin's looking good. Uh, and if he's there, especially because they're playing in the Dome, I'll take the over in that game. Okay. I got to ask you, you know, we, we can go Commanders, Giants, over 40. I want you to give me just gut feeling on the game of the week. The Dolphins and the 49ers, two hot teams right now. A hot coach from that was, you know, on that staff and – Kyle Shanahan. So go commander and giants over and then give me a, give me a hot take on the dolphins of 49ers. Uh, so, all right. So I'll go commander giants over. Uh, this has a lot of playoff implications because right now the giants are sitting at that last spot, getting into the playoffs. If the commanders win, it pushes them above and now they've got the tiebreaker. So, you know, it, this has a really big game uh, implication. I like them over. If I got to choose between the dolphins of 49ers, I actually like the dolphins. I, I don't think, 
that the 49ers are going to have an answer for Waddle and Hill. I, I don't think that they're going to have uh, the answer that they want, but I do think that the Dolphins defense is good enough that they could check uh, George Kittle. I, I think that they can make this very difficult on uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, look, Garoppolo had a, a decent game on Sunday, but it wasn't anything for the ages. And I think if those ends start getting upfield, they're going to get after, you know, Garoppolo, and we might see Sac City. Cool. All right. Since we finished the NFL picks there, uh, Fish, got anything on the last man standing over at Shucks? Did that, uh, has that finished up or is there still people involved? Oh, we lost, we lost uh, uh, another, everyone took Miami. There's eight people left. Everyone took Miami and one person took San Francisco and another person took Seattle. And I said, don't take Seattle. All of your Raiders stink. So there's one team left. So there's one person seven left. Seven people left. Oh, there's seven people seven, left. Okay. Seven people left. We lost one. Yeah. All right. And again, that's at Shucks Tavern in the northwest side of town in Vegas. All right. Let's move on to a little college. All right. And uh, we touched on this before, but we need to get your picks here. Um, hard line. So we got Michigan against Purdue. Who do you who do you take in? What's the bet you take? I'll take Purdue plus 16 and a half. I think that Michigan wins, but I think Michigan finds a way to shoot themselves in the foot. I think they take their, their focus off of Purdue because they're looking at Purdue as an easier win, and I think Purdue has had times this season where they've snuck up pretty close to teams. Uh, I think that Michigan gets it done, but I, I don't think they cover a 16 and a half. So you know what? Look, I, I told you last week, I thought USC – would beat Notre Dame. Uh, they, they they handled business the way that they needed to. Uh, I think USC is the best team in the Pac-12 right now. I like the Utes. Um, I told you I think they're Cameron, Cameron rising their quarterback, and Utah was going to be very good at the beginning of the season, and he hasn't disappointed for the most part since. Uh, you know, no one would have seen Caleb Williams making that, that meteoric rise the way that he was right now, but I think USC finds a way to to stamp their ticket to the college football playoffs and they get in. All right. Uh, Fish had a little more technical difficulty. So just be you and me hard line. Let's move on. So the big game, what I think is a big game, TCU versus Kansas state. Who are you taking in that? I'm calling this the upset game. I'm taking Kansas wow. state. I'm taking Kansas state money line. I think that they learn from their mistakes. I think that they play them very close. And I think that K-State grinds it out, and they get the win. And if that happens, boy almighty, we'll, we'll see who pushes up to four maybe. Maybe USC goes to three. Maybe, wow. you know, somebody jumps. But that but that's the game that's that's very questionable right now is TCU-Kansas State. And, and look, it's going to be a barn burner, but I, I'll take Kansas State. All right. We will definitely be uh, <clears throat> texting back and forth during that game as well. All right. Before we go, before we get to the end of the hard line, Let's talk about World Cup, USA versus Iran tomorrow. You got a bet on that one? Uh, you know what? I'm hoping for a draw. I think I'm going to take take it as a draw. Uh, you know, the United States, they've been okay. Uh, they still got a long way to go in, in being competitive in the whole world, on the world stage. Uh, the best that it could be for a draw, but I wouldn't be surprised if Iran maybe snuck this from the United States. I, we're just not there competitively on the world stage yet. But I think it, it's coming. All righty. There we have it. 
All right. And that is the Daily Fish Hardline with John Hardison of the Cost of Winning podcast. You can find him here with us, but also on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. Hardline, again, stick around. Hopefully Fish is going to join us and we're going to talk a little bit more controversy here. That's for sure. Absolutely. All right. Now we're going to talk a little bit of Yes, we, we were going to talk a little politics. Now, I, I feel bad that Fish isn't in here because Fish is uh, Fish is the one to kind of set these things up here. So um, let me, um, one of the things that I was going to say was <clears throat> at some point, there's going to be a, another dumb TV host who's going to think about running for president. And what if it was one of the three of us? So the question <laughs> I have for you, if it was one of the three of us, what's the first thing you would do when you got into office hardline? Oh God. Uh, first thing I do when I got in the office, uh, I would, God, that's a really good question, man. Uh, I would probably tell whoever was in the cabinet before me, most of you were fired like Donald Trump. Uh, and then I would, I would look to bring in some people that actually are, uh, individuals who have knowledge of the actual policies that were put into place who work in those sectors that can actually give us a brighter idea of what's going on and and why this is important, right? Like you have uh, you have a lot of people that are going over, you know, budget oversight committees and different things like that. And you're like, well, you were an English major in college. Are you are you CPA? Are you you know are you anything like that? Like you know, I want somebody who's a, a legitimate accountant going over these books. I want somebody who, if if you're a titan of of tech, telling me why we, these policies are important and what they do in the long-term scheme of the United States and how this can make us better, uh, how it can make our children smarter, and how we can make better citizens. All right, Fish, can you hear us okay, buddy? I guess Fish can't hear us. So, Fish, I want to hear what you would what you would do if you became president of the United States. What's the first thing you would do? You would sit there and do nothing. Um, four day work weeks, four day work weeks. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Guys, can you hear me? Four day work weeks. Marijuana is legal. The day after Super Bowl is a holiday. I would find you in the Oval Office where Monica Lewinsky blew President Clinton and I'd hold all my press conferences there. End of story. <laughs> I like what you're saying. That's really good. Yeah. All right. So here's what I would do. I'm going to give you something kind of a little bit more, not as funny. That's for sure. I would put the Simpson Bowles plan in that was that was supposed to be instituted in 2012. Uh, that would create some tax increases on everybody. Also put investments into forward thinking technologies that we need for the 21st century, while at the same time, too, would be helping people make that transition if they lose their job so that we're taking care of everybody. It was a great plan. Um, President Obama and Speaker Boehner both shelved it. Uh, I think that was one of the worst things the two of them did uh, in while they were in power. And I would, I would give them blame for a lot of the problems we have now because they did that in 2012. The other thing I would do, I would work really hard with Mexico, get rid of the drug cartels, I would make it so that they become the next China as far as manufacturing. And then what I would do is I would bring in, uh-huh. I would bring in John O'Hurley. Uh-huh. I would bring in John O'Hurley and his technology called Gold Seal, which is trash to energy. And it creates 
all these different things. And if every nation had that, we wouldn't have to worry about global warming. So that's what I would do. Okay, next. <clears throat> Who's dining with Trump? Nick Fuentes and Yee. Fish, you, 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 you kind of hit me with this. What, what, what do you think about that? I, I, I'm, it's mind-boggling. I don't, Trump response, he showed up at my house with a few friends. One, one of them was Nick Fuentes, who's the biggest Holocaust in the You're Trump. You don't pull it. You don't publicize that. You don't publicize it. He's who's dinner with them. Shocked. Absolutely shocked. What did you learn, President Trump, from that? And what is your agenda with that? Okay. And the fact that Ye is hanging out with that guy, you can see why he lost every fucking endorsement. That guy is vitriol. The Israelis have him on their hit list, I believe. <laughs> he walks around the Holocaust people with the tattoos and says, it didn't really happen. It's a hoax. He's a, he, he's a biggest perpetrator of Fuentes. What's Ye doing hanging out with the guy? I don't get it. You get give me your, give me your takes, guys. I don't. I don't. Go ahead, hard. Go ahead, hardline. Give us yours. Uh, so you know, look. First, starting off, you just don't show up to the former president of the United States house for dinner unannounced. Like you know who's coming to that. So the the idea that right. you just randomly popped up like it's a neighbor's barbecue uh, is is asinine. Uh, second, talk, talk, yeah, yeah, super surprised that he was uh, that he was hanging out with Nuke, Nick Fuentes. I mean, as you say, he's a super Holocaust denier, um, super alt right. Uh, definitely super racist, uh, you know, and the idea of some of the things that he said and some of the interviews that he's had, uh, why you want that person with you. I, I don't understand why. I don't understand how that can help your donors or your base at all. That's the wrong person to have around you. And he's a horrible person to begin with. Um, in terms of, in terms of, well, uh, formerly Kanye West, but ye, I don't know mentally where he's at. I, I can't. Uh, speak on that or, or formulate opinion for other than just I think that he's somewhat lost it. I, I don't know what the idea is behind this, but my question is why, as a former president of the United States, quote unquote, would you summon these two individuals to have conversations with the Metro House? That that's the two things that I, I just don't I can't piece together and understand how this helps you in any way uh when you just said that you want to run for president in 2024. I agree with you. It's beyond belief that uh, that this would happen, <clears throat> that he would be around him. But again, I think it goes back to uh, a lot of <clears throat> what Trump or what the uh, a lot of the far right can do. They know they do not have a majority, so they've got to divide and conquer. And they've got to divide the majority so that they can take over and control things, not only politically, but also <clears throat> but also financially. Um, and And Trump is like a lot of people in the in the self-help business field. If you go and you listen to seminars with them, the one of the things they tell you, how you become successful is you bend reality. And if you bend reality, and if you bend reality where you can change the market so you get 1% of the market, you're a, you're a millionaire. What he's trying to do, and he's trying to do this with politics, he's trying to do it with, uh, with everything else, uh, and he's trying to bend reality, and a lot of people aren't going for it. But you have a lot of people out there who are hearing what he's saying and they're saying, oh, you know what? The Holocaust didn't exist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely. Or no, the election was taken from Trump and you keep saying it and it's going to happen. And that's the problem. 
that's going on out here. And I do think it is a big problem. But I do think I think Trump's beginning to lose. He's beginning to lose Republicans. Uh, people are actually moving away from him. So <clears throat> my thought is now, could it change? Could it go back? Yeah, it could. You never know. But I think for the most part, I think he's losing it. I don't think this <clears throat> this helps him one bit. Plus, not only that, his son-in-law is Jewish. Yeah, well, that's the part too. That's the that's that's the kicker to it. But I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, do you think to a certain degree this is what Trump wants? He because now we're all talking about him. Now he he's all over the news. Now he's all over in people's you know in in different individuals' conversations. Like we're constantly talking about him now. And he didn't really have to do much of anything, but just have two people show up to his house. Well, I think so. But at, at the same time, too, I think his goal more than anything else is to is to separate people uh, and to go with people who are primarily who are right Christian nationalists who are who are white. The majority of them are white uh, and they're frightened to death of people of different color, people of different nationalities that are coming in. And these people are are buying it. So I think that these people are buying it. And a lot of these people, unfortunately, have a lot of guns and a lot of these people are, are going to try to control things. So I, th I think that's what he is trying to do. To me, it doesn't make sense that that he continues to do this unless it's something that's going to benefit him. And that's what he's doing. But in the long run, it's not. Fish, do you have something? Go ahead. Where, 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 yeah, where is where is the public relations staff or basically the mentorship that he should have to say, no matter what you do in this whole thing, it's a bad look. Nick doesn't like black people. His, his own, <laughs> you know, his own face and the people yeah. that he represents. He's hanging out with ye. I mean, you know, if, if you're black and you're thinking about voting for Trump and you see this, okay, if you like E, not speaking as a black man, and you see a guy hanging out with a guy that doesn't like black people, what the hell does that mean? You gotta start taking a narrative. He's messed up. Uh, there, there's, there's no one telling these people, hey, you know what? Whatever you do right now is out there. It's gonna get out there. TMZ is gonna see To pulling the guy out of a, out of a CBS and and protecting people. It's everywhere. Big Brother is everywhere. Concerning. Go ahead, Hardline. You got anything? No, I mean, I, I, you're absolutely right. But again, you got to you could hire a PR team, but you actually got to listen to the PR team. And, you know, look, we, what we've seen with Trump, what we've seen with with uh, ye formerly Kanye West is they march to the beat of their own drum. And no matter what you say, where you're like, eh, I wouldn't do that. They're going to do what they feel like they want to do, regardless of, of the ramifications that come from it. Yeah. Trump's not going to listen to anybody for the most part, because he had people telling him you cannot cause an insurrection. You cannot overthrow the vote. And he didn't like that. And uh, that's got him in a position where he doesn't want to be right now. So he is not listening to anybody. He does not have anybody coming in there telling him what to do. He does what he wants to do. And that's the way he ran his company. So that's not going to change. <clears throat> All right. Before we go away, we are Daily Fish coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We hit sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between. We're on Facebook at daily.fish.5. You can watch us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check out Daily Fish on YouTube. We're also on Wingding TV. We're on Hey Vegas TV. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon, and all those channels, too. You can hear some of our interview chats as well with our special guests throughout the week. Again, 
email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. And before we go, Fish, you brought this up too. This is really interesting because <clears throat> I was noticing this and I'm noticing a lot of different ads that are happening. You're, you're starting to see religious ads or anti-discrimination ads popping up on sporting events. G give me your thoughts on that. If you get four to do it, they're doing it. I don't know how much an ad goes on an NFL game, but you're all kinds of religious ads you're seeing, ads, and, and that's fine. They're paying for it because they have the money to do it. And if you know me, if anyone knows me, I'm not really um, – as far as people go, we all bleed red. I don't look at Hardison as a good-looking guy. You know, he just happens to be black. Big deal. Okay, He puts his pants on like you and I do. And like everyone else is watching or so listening to us does. I go, I don't, I'm concerned in the, in the narrative that we live in that when you start doing that, people watch the ads and wait a minute, why is there so much religious right ads on football games when it used to be beer and trucks and cigarettes when we, when people, when cigarette ads were allowed. So I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm overreacting to it, but I guess if you could afford it, you're going to do it. And you keep seeing, you, know, you just said, you talked about bending reality. You keep seeing things and seeing things. Hey, my God, you know, there's a lot of church ads and there's a lot of uh, temple ads and stuff like that. I don't, I'm not a religious guy. I don't believe, I'll get a lot of hate mail, but I don't believe religion adds anything than strife and um, chaos. I think that we're all in this world together. Dailyfish1 at gmail.com. If you believe in God, I believe in God. Okay, if that's your path religiously to get to God, God bless you. But don't tell me how to live my life. All right. And don't tell me you're the chosen people or you believe in Allah and you get 72 virgins or you're Christian fundamentalist, you believe in the rapture and everyone else that doesn't believe what you believe is going to die. It's horseshit. Okay. Um, that's me. And you're starting to see ads like that during football games. So, hey, I'm all for you. Whatever religion you are, that's great. But don't force it on anybody else. Because when you start doing that, it's more of a cult. Hardline, Hardline, go for it. Look, I think that, one, you hit it right the nail on the head, which is if they can afford to do it, the NFL is going to take it. The NFL doesn't necessarily care. They want as much money as they can get all together. I mean, the most sporting um, – most sporting organizations, but to look, you know, if we're talking about, you know, because we're in the season, the football, it being football, uh, that's kind of within the, the fabric of modern day, you know, American football. We talk about faith, family football all the time. We talk about, um, you know, football being played in the South and, and, and what that goes for and, and people praying after events, you know, and, and the camera getting on people in prayer circles, like, look, it's part of the fabric of what it is. And so if they can find a way to monetize it off of that, uh, you know, the NFL is going to do it. I mean, look at what happened, what, a couple years ago when everything was kind of in the uproar and how many people were canceling Sunday ticket. And, you know, I feel like you're you're having a, a you're you're trying to downtrop my religion or, or the protests or anything like that. Anytime that there's a way for them to make money, they're going to. Anytime that there's a way to weave in people to bring them in, whether it's religion, whether it's, um, you know, fan fanaticism, they're going to find a way to do it and they're going to take money. Is it annoying at times? Yeah. Because all I want to do is drink beer, smoke my cools, 
and watch, you know, watch somebody get their head knocked off. But unfortunately, this is the new <laughs> modern day football that we're in. Yep, I, I agree with both of you. Uh, I think what's interesting is I'm and again, maybe in North Carolina, I'm seeing some different stuff, but I'm seeing some anti-discrimination ads that I'm, I'm seeing the religious ones, but I'm seeing the anti-discrimination that are uh, saying, you know, walk a mile in my shoes. They use that song and they're talking about how, you know, especially people who are immigrants or people who are just coming over here, how um, turning away from them and not accepting them as Americans is actually detrimental to them psychologically. It doesn't help us. So I'm seeing a, a lot of those as well, in addition to the religious ones. And again, I, I don't have a problem. I, you know, freedom of religion, you have your own religion, but don't try to place it on top of me. And I think one of the problems that we're having in the United States today is we have this national religious movement, <clears throat> this national Christian movement that they're trying to infiltrate into uh, politics and business. Uh, I think business is moving away from it, but I think it's definitely being a part of uh, not only what's going on in our elected officials, but also in the Supreme Court. We're seeing at least three Supreme Court justices who are very pro-Christian nationalism uh, that are, are, I think, are causing a lot of problems for a lot of people. So uh, my thing is, is that I, I, you have whatever religion, but don't come and tell me how to live my life based on your religion. That's that's where I put my foot down. And um, but at the same time, too, there's just there's a lot of passion about it. A lot of people think the country is going to, you know, hell in a handbasket and they they want to step up and they want to be able to prove something. So I think you're beginning to see these emotions and you're beginning to see people with their pleas for what they want. And unfortunately, we're not accepting everybody what everybody wants. So. All right. Got about two minutes left. What else you guys got? You know, waiting to see. Uh, glad that the Raiders have turned it. You know, was this a two-game win streak, Fish? Yep. Two-game win streak. Uh, you know, hopefully they keep it moving. Who do they play next week, Fish? They play someone, hopefully. Uh, is it the Patriots they play next week? It might be the Patriots that they play okay. next week. I, I can't remember. But they hopefully got the they Chargers coming up. They got the there Chargers you. coming up. Okay. They got some winnable games, yeah. 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 So you know, um, I'm, I'm still. You can tell my 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 demeanor is like yeah. I'm I'm pissed off at seeing relatives taking dumps in my bathroom and not washing their hands. It's like the stain on me that you would not believe. You know. <laughs> you know. And I said, you know, then you got to go back to the table and you watch what they do and you can't say something. You can't say Aunt Mary. What the hell are you doing? I know you're 72 years old. For God's sake, you gotta wash your hands. You know you hear and the plops, and then you know the faucet go. And my bedroom, John knows my house. It's right across from the man cave. You hear it? It's insane. I know I bring up a lot of scatological human after that, but anyone can be pissed off, and it can affect your life when they come into your house. They take a shit in your house. Don't wash your hands. And then they ask you to you're going to watch a football game. It's Texas in Division Two. all right? How many yards did <laughs> do a first count during a game? That's why I have a man cave. We have 50 seconds. I have a man cave. You shut the door. I shut the door. My wife screams at me. He goes, you're being rude. I said, being rude? I'm feeding 25 fucking people. Dinner, lunch, breakfast the next day. Unbelievable. <laughs> it It so is a family event, isn't it? Yes. Computer's not working. It's a smell of Bullshit. My computer's not working because the smell of Aunt Mary's dump is in my fucking uh, internet. 
I'm done. Get us out. Did she high five you or give you a hug? Baby, that's all that matters. All right. Hopefully the Raiders are going to win three in a row. uh, (laughs) Good luck with that. Oh, yeah. They will be. All right, guys. Hey, another good one. Catch you next week. (laughs) Take care. Love you guys.